Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast. What's up, my friends? Finally, it's Wednesday. And as always, I am super happy to share one more conversation with you. And today, you're going to see one of the most humble person I've ever met in my life. You're gonna, we're going to be seeing my conversation with Bob Zinga. Bob has more than 20 years of experience in cybersecurity. He's a head of security now, and he's also a U.S. Navy veteran. We're going to be discussing very important topics, diversity and inclusion of underrepresented groups in IT and the tech industry. Guys, if you enjoy this conversation, please hit the like button. And don't forget to subscribe and activate the notification bell so you don't miss anything in the future. Let's go! Bob, thank you very much for joining me today. I know it's super early for you. Really appreciate that. But Bob, before we start anything, any conversation, you have like an extensive curriculum. I would like you to introduce yourself to the audience. <laughs> well, uh... Basically, I am a cybersecurity executive in uh, San Francisco. Uh, I guess I've been uh, doing cyber since uh, what, 1997. Uh, and uh, I am also in the uh, US uh, Navy Reserve. I just uh, promoted to the rank of uh, commander. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of like to focus on uh, leadership and uh, cyber security. Uh, that's really two things I am very much uh, passionate about. That's very good. And I can see you are very, you are a very modest guy because I know that you are head of security indirectly. You are a veteran on U.S. Navy where you have been there for many, many years. But I know that you are also one of the group, one, one person in the group on the ISC square to do the certification, a lot of things. So you are involved in a lot of things that I know. And you are being modest when I when you say I'm just focused on leadership. I know that. Okay. Yeah, but I, I guess if everything I I do really comes comes out of those uh, two things I'm passionate about: cybersecurity and uh, leadership. I, I really think uh, those things are critical to me. Right. For example, I am also on the board of um, Black Black Girls Art. I am their chief technology uh, officer. And basically, we try to uh, encourage uh, minorities, most specifically um, black women, to get into cyber and uh, tech. As, 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 as you know, there is a huge underrepresentation in technology and cyber security for all uh, minorities and women. And, and I think that is just wrong, right? Uh, I, I really believe that uh, the American workforce, especially high tech and cybersecurity, should really reflect the diversity that we have in, in this great country and we've, we've improved a little bit but uh, not not enough so uh, I, I'd like to do everything I, I can to really increase diversity in this field I love so passionately uh, because I, I know for uh, sure uh, because no, 
one thing that kind of drives this for me when I when I first uh, started working uh, full time in cybersecurity, I think it was back in two thousand and four, maybe two thousand and and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, you know, everybody in the field was like white, male, middle age. I'm like, okay, there's gonna be more diversity than than this, you know. And I just published an article with the uh, U.S. Cybersecurity Magazine about some ideas I, I have uh, on how we might be able to uh, change that. But but I, I believe it's extremely important, especially after everything that happened in the U.S. Uh, last year with the uh, social uh, justice movement and. And then more recently, all of this Asian hate. I mean, uh, it's it's just time that, uh, as a country, as an industry, we kind of move Let's... past this. Bob, you just hit a point. One of the points that I would like to discuss with you today, actually, it's about diversity. Uh, I've been having some guests on on my show, and I have some women representation, right, where we discussed uh, about the women's situation in the IT and tech world, not specifically on cybersecurity, but in general, which is also a problem, right? A huge lack of representation. And we discussed, we had a very good conversations on how we can solve, why we have this problem. But this is the first time that I have a, a, a black person in my channel. And I'm super grateful to have, to have you here because this is exactly what I would like to talk to you. And I know you have pl- published this article recently, but do you mind explain going a little bit details on your suggestions on how we can solve this situation? Yes, so I really use the uh, US Navy as a great example. I, I think the US military is probably one of the most diverse and inclusive and equitable organization in the world uh, today, just for military in general, but more specifically the Navy. Uh, I One thing I re- recommend is people need to check their unconscious bias, right? I think it's just uh, human nature to try to hire or be around people who look like you, who have the same background as as, as you and who have the same type, type of school and, and that, that kind of thing. So I, I believe we need, it's really, it should be an all hands in deck type of approach. Every single tech leader when they hire, I think they really, really need to check their unconscious bias. Like one, one thing I have, I have uh, noticed for quite a while because uh, I am married and I have two daughters, right? So I really care a lot about the world my daughters are going to grow into and the opportunities they are going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, today then in America, which is supposed to be the most powerful progressive country in the world, women still make about what, 80 cents on the dollar compared to men when they have the same education, same background, same everything. Why do they get paid less? Why? I mean, that doesn't make any any sense at all. And a lot of the tech jobs, they actually, if you look at the job description, it's actually described for a man. And uh, I think maybe we we, we need to ask to uh, start there because women definitely can code as well, right? It's not just a skill that is reserved to uh, to uh, to men. So I, I think we we need to review the uh, language and also kind of increase the pool of applicant. Right. Uh, this way, uh, you don't always get uh, the uh, the applicant from the pool that you've always recruited from traditionally. I think you 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 really need to uh, uh, make that that pool bigger. And one thing I have done personally is uh, when I've hired people, I actually block out their names because usually by somebody's name, you know, if it's a man, a woman, you may have some some ideas, they're black, white, or whatever their oh, origins are. But I will block out their names and just look at their qualification, just 
you know, the experience they, they have, the school they, they went to, the industry certification they, they have, and then kind of use, use, use that uh, to be as uh, uh, objective as uh, uh, possible mm-hmm. and uh, find the best candidate for the uh, uh, position. And uh, another trend I have seen, this one I didn't mention in my uh, article, but kind of related to this is, I've seen more and more uh, tech company, like I know for, for example, uh, Apple, even uh, Tesla too, they, they've said, they don't really want to require uh, a bachelor degree anymore mm-hmm. for their entry level position, and and really, uh, you don't really have to have a bachelor degree to do that uh, type of work. Now you can be an intern and kind of have on 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 the job training. Just by doing something like that, that's going to open up the door and give you a, a lot more uh, applicants to uh, look at, right? Instead of always hiring people from Stanford or Berkeley or Harvard or very specific school where, uh, again, uh, women and uh, minorities are very much underrepresented. So, and another uh, idea I had is uh, to really designate a diversity and inclusion senior leader uh, in the organization. And that person, I believe, should be outside of the HR department. Uh, mm-hmm. Most uh, tech organization I've gone to is the head of HR, the VP of HR, kind of does this DEI as a you know, collateral duty. And, and I don't think that is the, the right uh, approach. I think there needs to be someone who is leading that function. And again, I've seen that in, in the Navy, but also in most organizations, uh, uh, especially in the past 10, 15 years, uh, I am a cybersecurity professional and, and I've seen how the cybersecurity function has been elevated within the uh, organization. I think there needs to be one person who is in charge and who has a seat at the table and who can actually uh, impact the strategy of the uh, organization. And of course, working with HR, working with general counsel and, and all of the other executives in the organization, but, but it needs to, to become a priority. And, and I know for most uh, corporation, what gets measured gets done, right? And what's important to the organization, uh, it really needs uh, to not only get measured, but probably even tied into their bonuses and compensation. I think if uh, we start doing that, you're going to see dramatic changes uh, in uh, you know, the diversity of the work, workforce of, of those uh, organizations. So I, I think that is, that is quite important. And then the, the last thing I suggested is to conduct uh, at least an annual organization climate uh, assessment. Uh, in the Navy, we, we do it at least once every year where pe- people really, uh, from the top down, anonymously tell you frankly what they feel about the uh, uh, equal opportunity, fair treatment and sexual assault uh, prevention climate of the uh, organization. Uh, yeah. Because I, I have seen it in, no, I, I guess some cases have been uh, publicized for some of the uh, great and giant and tech organization where some people might have a different idea or even complain about something. And then all of a sudden they get fired or demoted or definitely not encouraged to say anything. So I think we really need to be in a culture where uh, people feel like they are being respected, uh, they are being heard, and they have the right to speak their, their mind and, no, and then have the senior management listen to them and kind of do do something about it one one, one thing in right bob uh, and let me know if you agree with me because one yeah. thing that i love about uh this role that you are playing and many other people are playing to represent minority uh groups and i'm not talking about only women uh black person we can include lgbtq Right, all the other minority groups that know is there and have been suffering for so many years. Right, historically, yes. it has been a life of suffering for 
everyone that is being considered as a minority. And, and also having this change on, on the organization mindset is super important. But having, as I said, you and other people showing that the one person that comes from this minority group can reach certain level makes people that are in an entry level or wants to pursue this new career seem that it's possible. Because yes. uh, for, for the minority group, and I can say that on with cause because I am Latin and living in Canada. So there is certain situations. And, yes. and sometimes these groups feels a little bit uh, not frustrated, but afraid to go there and pursue that opportunity because they are afraid mm -hmm. to some prejudice or some situations that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be make them upset. It's gonna make make them mad. So uh, you have this super important role to change the organization's mindset as a consultant, right, as advisor, but also to put yes. your face and say, no, guys. I am here. I came from where you are now and I reach yes. that level. So we need more and more people showing that we are here. We are better as anyone else and we can do that. So don't be afraid. Put yourself in front of every situation. You're going to succeed. Yes, I, I really, really believe so. Right? Representation does matter, right? Uh, like even you know in this in in this country until um, Barack Obama became uh, president, you know if you look at every single president in the United States from the time uh, the country started and until uh, you know two 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 thousand and nine when Barack Obama became president, everybody was white and male. I mean there there was absolutely no diversity, no difference. So by by you being a, a member of a minority group and seeing somebody who looks different, somebody who looks like you, that definitely gives you hope because it's like okay if he could do it, maybe maybe now. I can start dreaming and envisioning that it is possible for me also, right? Because uh, I, I've been a student of uh, success since I was about 17 uh, years old, you know, studying leadership and uh, success. And, and one thing that is definitely important, one key uh, principle is that, yes, representation does uh, uh, matter. And if you don't even think that something is possible, if you don't even have an idea of, of what possibility might become, you will never, never get mm -hmm. there. But everything that has ever been achieved in history, everything of uh, importance or value always started in somebody's mind, right? Like Michael Luther King says, I have a dream. You need to have a dream. You have to have a vision. You have to have an idea. What the, the Bible says, for example, without vision, the, the people perish. So you, you, you need to be able to see something with your eyes and say, yes, this is possible. This is something I can do. And then you let to figure out, okay, how do I go from where I am to, to, to where I, I would like to be? Yes, I, I couldn't uh, agree more because I have seen in some other organization where the uh, diversity metric is a little bit better than the average in the industry, but you are right, uh, most uh, Latinx people or black or Asian or, or whatever, they, they might be a member of a team, but they like you know, at the entry level or middle management, there is absolutely nobody at the seat of the table, nobody helping uh, set the strategic uh, uh, you know, decision for the organization. So we definitely need to see representation throughout the entire organization. Back, back in November last year, uh, Bob, you, it, I think it was November, you wrote in an article to Forbes where you mentioned uh, three things that you 
uh, normally looking for when you are hiring a, 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 a consultant, right? A person to your team. And it was education, experience, and certification, right? Yes. Three basic things. Uh, when you wrote this article, you tried to be as general as possible, or do you think that if you put a, mi uh, a minority perspective, let me, let me say like this, on if, we have, if you needed to write this article to minority groups, would you still consider only these three broad topics as uh, essential things for someone to get into cybersecurity? I think so. Uh, <laughs> I guess my my journey has has been quite interesting. Uh, when I when I first came to America, I really believed you no. Know, this is uh, you know, like uh, we say, you know, the arm of the brave, the land of of the free. It it seems like most people really have a chance to be very successful in America more than any other country. Maybe it is a bias uh, I have, but uh, it seems like if you really you know, add value to the market, no matter who you are, where you come from, the color of your skin or your accent or what, whatever, you have something to offer, you know, the uh, market will reward you for the value you uh, bring. I think that's more true in this country than any other countries where, where I, have, I have lived. I, I, so I was kind of colorblind, but the events, especially what happened last, last year with George Floyd and, and all of that kind mm -hmm. of opened my, my eyes where I really cannot be silent anymore. I mean, this this really, really, really needs to change and it needs to change now. Now, I've said all of this to say, generally speaking, when, when I write, I want to make sure I am speaking to everybody, right? Not just the minority or a specific group, but like everyone. And really, the truth is today in America, uh, the people who really have the, the power, again, are white male. You know, they, they don't want to make decisions who to hire, who to, who to, who to, who to promote, and they, they lead the great majority of all of the organizations uh, here. So uh, I uh, feel like everybody needs to hear the uh, message. It needs to be broad enough so that it applies to everyone regardless of, of who they are, sexual orientation, background, and uh, all of that. Uh, and, uh, and I also feel like if we are going to have uh, significant changes, uh, again, everybody needs to get involved. But I think personally, uh, those who are in, in power now really need to change you know, the way they've been hiring. And so, so we, we, we definitely need uh, uh, everybody, including white, white male to, to really get involved in this because I, I think, I feel like this is uh, uh, critical. But yeah, those, those, those three things you, you uh, mentioned, I believe uh, ex experience was the, the very first thing I mentioned because I think it's, it's the most important thing, right? When you hire someone, you want to hire somebody, hopefully, who's already done what you want them to do for you, already has experience sure. doing it. Uh, really, their education or certification really does, doesn't, doesn't matter if they've done the same type of job previously and, and they've, they've, they've done very, very well, right? One, one big um, problem I've had um, many times in, in my life, I guess, uh, it's called Catch-22, catch right? For example, when I, when I had my very, very first, first job as a uh, IT um, assistant at the University of Alabama, Mm -hmm. Before they hired me, they were like, okay, what experience do, do you have? Can you do this job or have you done it before? I'm like, no, I've, I've, I've never had uh, a job. This is going to be my, my first job. So how can I have experience, right? Unless you give me the opportunity to gain the experience, right? So it, it, it's kind of, okay, I, I can't have the experience, but there is only way for me to get it. Somebody somewhere has to open the door for me and give me an opportunity. And I promise you, if you give it to me, I'm going to work very, very hard. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to be very, very good at it. But, but you have to, you know, to open the door and give me 
a chance. So uh, I, I, I really think expenses can, that's why again, I really applaud all of the tech companies now say they are no longer going to uh, require a bachelor degree for entry-level position because there's a lot of things that people can really uh, learn even right out of high school. And then later on, when they have more you know, experience, they can get the ed 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 education and, and so forth. So yeah, so I think experience is def definitely key. But now, especially for, uh, again, this applies to everyone, but especially for minority, I feel like education is something they really, really need to have. Uh, my godfather used to, to tell me, right, uh, once you earn an education, uh, nobody can take it away from you, right? People may not like you, they may discriminate against you, but, but they cannot say that you are not qualified. You've got the piece of paper that says, yes, you went to school, you, you, you've learned. And another thing why I, I believe, uh, I guess me personally, my, 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 my father was a, a great champion for uh, ed education in my family while I was uh, growing up. So he always said the expectation that all of his children will at least have a uh, bachelor degree like uh, he mm -hmm. did. He, he used to be an engineer. So again, you know, representation and ex expectation, I think that, that, that makes sense. When the great majority of the people in the country, they feel like, okay, the only way they are going to make it, the only um, place where you see people who look like, like them succeed is like in music, entertainment, basketball, sport, or things like that, then you know, education is probably not going, going to be high on their uh, radar. But then not just education. For me personally, I also believe in STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, math. That's where I believe people need to go and we really need to have more representation there. Uh, I, I went to the University of uh, Alabama when I went to school here in all of the science department. I mean, I kid you not, it's pretty much like 90% Asian. Uh, mm -hmm. Even uh, you definitely don't see a, a lot of black people. I am, I've almost always been the only black, black person in mm -hmm. a uh, department, whether it's in, in tech or, or science when I was working on my PhD and degree in microbiology, for example. And, and I think we really need to uh, change uh, those uh, numbers. Uh, but but another reason why I feel like education is extremely important, especially for minority people, at least at the bachelor level is, generally speaking, uh, if you want to become a manager, a leader, director or above, they usually require that you have some type of uh, degree. I think more and more now, I've seen company even require a, a master of business administration if you want to become like a VP or, mm -hmm. or any, work anywhere at, at that level. That that kind of make makes sense because I feel like when when you get a bachelor degree, uh, it it shows not not only that you kind of master the subject you want to study, but but you also have to do uh, you know, uh, lang language this dissertation. You have to write. You have to communicate and have a lot of other skills that are very important for managers and for leaders. So yeah, I think that is uh, something that is def def definitely good. And then the last thing, like, like you mentioned, uh, industry certification, especially in uh, tech, and especially when you first get started, right? Uh, once you reach a certain level, those tech certification don't mean anything anymore because you have so much experience and so much ac accomplishment. You do not need uh, a third party uh, organization to certify the skills you've got. But but the truth is, when, when I first uh, started, I must tell you, I, I was collecting those thoughts like uh, crazy, trying to get ex experience in this field and proving to prospective employers that, yes, I can do this because Microsoft says that I am certified, I'm system engineer, and I can get it done. So it was extremely helpful back then. But of course, today, you know, 23 years later, no, I, I, I do not need uh, need of them. But, but, but yeah. Uh, but I, I think it does it does make a difference. But uh, again, I was speaking specifically for tech and cybersecurity, but I think it kind of applies across the board. No, no, no matter what what job uh, uh, people want, 
they really need to get the experience and then they need to get some type of education training and then a certif certification if possible. We are reaching our time. I know you are a busy guy, right? And, but I really would like to appreciate your time today. It was like a super valuable conversation. I'm sure that everyone that be hearing this, when I post this video, we will love our conversation. So Bob, thank you very much. Nice to meet you. And I hope I can have you again in the show in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Rodrigo. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.